1: And the dub is also where the engineer becomes the artist, where the engineer uses his skill on the, on the board
2: to give a new, a new life to maybe a old rhythm. And this is our sidetrack episode for the week. This is No Filler Podcast. My name is Quentin, and with me is my brother Travis. Uh,
0: as you heard in that in that little interview piece that we played, um, down tempo music and electronic music has a history of sampling uh, things, right? Sampling vocal tracks, sampling uh, other other instruments, uh, things that have already been recorded, whatever. Uh, there's a there's a history um, that goes back to um, reggae and dub or, or a subgenre of reggae uh, called dub that sort of originated in the 60s. And um, dub essentially is um, a, a genre that consists of instrumental remixes of existing recordings. Uh, so it's achieved by manipulating and reshaping the recordings uh emphasizing the drum and bass parts uh so when you listen to a lot of modern down tempo you, you trace all of that back to to the dub that was coming out of reggae in the 60s uh, particularly a guy named lee perry he went by scratch perry lee scratch perry uh richard dorfmeister uh, listed him as one of his favorite dub reggae artists and so um Pat Metheny, to tie it to Tosca, they sampled uh, this track that we're going to play for you in one of their songs off of um, JAC, the name of the album. So Q, what do you got?
2: Uh, There's a really cool website called whosampled.com. Um, if, you're, if you're curious about where a sample comes from and a song that you really like, chances are, this website's going to have the original recording uh, for that sample. It's pretty cool. And you can even like jump straight to the part of the song that has that sample on the website. And so I thought for our sidetrack, I would check out some samples that Tosca pulled from. And Pat Matheny came up. His album Watercolors, which came out in 1977, uh, Tosca sampled just a tiny bit of his guitar work for their song rondo a Capriccio." um this is actually one of my favorite tosca songs dude
0: Yeah, it's it's good man it's so it it definitely keeps you interested the entire time there's so much stuff that goes on in the song
2: yeah yeah i love (coughs) it and and
0: and, and things that come out of left field almost you know
2: yeah so for this sidetrack we're gonna kind of play bits and pieces of each song just to kind of hone in on the sample from Pat Metheny. So first, we're gonna play just uh, uh we're gonna play a clip from uh, the Pat Metheny song that's sampled in the Tosca track. Um, this song is called Ice Fire. It is track two off of Pat Metheny's second studio album. Watercolors, which came out in 1977. So it goes on like that for like six minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, very light, quiet, um, almost like a meditative like jazz song. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, that's the whole album. It's really pretty.
0: It's not even really. It's not even really um, jazz. You know what I mean? It's not like a traditional jazz. No, it's very. I don't want to say fusion because it's not blending like blues and jazz together or anything like that. It's just um, almost like ambient guitar music. You know what I mean? It's nice. I I like it a lot.
2: Yeah, I really like it too. I never... I mean, I you know, I know the name Pat Metheny, but I never really got into him. I just know that he's a super well-respected jazz guitar player. Yeah,
0: he's extremely versatile. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... So, all right, so, so we heard that. Now, um, I think it's going to... When we play this Tosca song, it's going gonna, it's gonna to jump out immediately. But what's interesting um, is to hear what they do with it. You know what I mean? And that's what's always... Like, it's always interesting to me when you hear these samples to be like, number one, you know... Well, not so much with songs, but like when they sample... And you'll hear a lot of this in this song as well. When they sample the vocal stuff, like... How did they come across it and what made them think, hey, this will be good in one of our songs? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's play it first because, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to get into this too, but I, I want okay. I want everyone to be able to hear it first. So here, here's a clip from, from the Tosca track off of J-A-C. It is track one. It's called Rondo Acapricio. In case you missed it the pat Matheny sample came in around 25 seconds into the song and i've actually got here dude let's do this for for all of our our dear listeners all right so here's the pat Matheny sample from ice fire here's the part from that song that they sampled Okay, so that tiny little guitar line, they don't even use that entire part. They just...
0: Yeah, it's really, it's the first chord and the last chord of that sample.
2: It's just the first little strum. Yeah, and they, they just echo it.
0: It's the, well, we'll see it, but it's a, it's a, it is a it's a chord, like it's a chord change. So it's like the first chord yeah. and then the second chord, they isolate those and then play the next part.
2: Yeah, so here's the part from Rondo capriccio that samples that Pat Metheny line. Right there, that's it.
0: Well, then they play the next one though, too. Yeah,
2: here, yeah.
0: but they drop it down, hey, right?
2: Another, another. <laughs> yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah, so they might be working with it. Yeah, that's it. They, yeah, they might be working with just that one initial chord and then they they modify it and drop it down because I think in the pattern, knows, they need something to go. but yeah, either way, it's like You know, they took it, they obviously they're adding some delay to it that's why it's kind of echoing but that's it and that's all they did and it plays throughout the rest of the it's song it's just a
2: tiny little part here's what i always wonder dude um because i've tried to i've, I've dabbled in making sample based music it's not fucking easy for one but like i always wonder so for this track rondo acapriccio did they did they start with this pat metheny sample you know like what What is it that started them down the path to making this song?
0: Well, like when you listen to the 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 killer bass line that plays throughout this whole song, I feel like I feel like the Pat Metheny song. um, So okay, so here, hold on, let's 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 talk about this for a second. Did they have this song? The bass line. Did they start with the bass line? And then look for samples that had, uh, that were in the key of the song. You know what I mean? I doubt it, dude. I doubt it. Well, maybe it. because it's either, it's either, the reason I say that is because the bass line uh, um, is playing the same notes, I guess, as, as the Pat Metheny song. Like, like, yeah. It's, it, you know, they exi- obviously. Well, that makes me think again. that
2: they started with the Metheny.
0: I don't know. Dude. You know, you never know, but well, here, here we go. Let me me read this quote. Let's go back to this magazine interview that they did. We talked about it in the full length episode. Um, This is Future Music. This was an interview back in March of 2015. Uh, They are asked, "Okay, listen to this." How? So the interview question is, "How are your roles separated in the studio?" And Richard Dorfmeister says. Traditionally, I take care of the programming, but there's no strict separation in the studio. Over the years, we've developed a special workflow. First, we make up a draft built around a basic idea that can be a bass riff, a sequencer line, or whatever, and this early stage is very much driven by emotions and feelings. Then we add guitars or keyboards and try to save the best parts, taking care of the recording quality to avoid unnecessary hiss or noise. Okay, a lot of this is unnecessary to what we're talking about. But what he says is like, what did they say right there? They they start with a basic idea like a line or whatever, and then they build on it and build on it. So yeah, we'll never know if 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 they heard that Methaney track and worked from there. But my thinking is they probably didn't because, especially when you hear, all they did was grab that one chord. So it's almost like, you know, they 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 wanted that chord to be played. It's hard, to, it's hard to say, man, because, it's you know, think about how crazy that is, too. It's like, all right, well, we got this killer bass line um, and we want to play this chord and they can just play it on the piano. What's stopping them from just playing it on the piano and making it or just grabbing a guitar and just playing it and strumming it? You know, it's crazy.
2: That's what makes down tempo so cool to me. Right. I mean, something as random you- as uh, a... Uh, just a random Pat Metheny song. A Pat song. Metheny
0: track from 77. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's just grab this one chord. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's crazy.
2: I mean, if you hop back on the that website I was talking about, Who Sampled? Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, go to the Tosca section on that website and just look at the fucking shit that they've sampled in some of their songs. It's just so random. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind.
0: Well, so... um, uh, actually i went and found another interview uh, this this magazine called flaunt flaunt magazine it's like a culture art fashion music magazine and it was just a really quick like really casual interview they just took some photos from their studio and, and like shared it with flaunt and there's a picture of this this giant kind of a modular shelving system with a bunch of records in it and they just say uh, you know they're basically going from like thing to thing and, and just explaining each photo and they're like And also we have a lot of records here. Good to dig in the crates and find pure gold occasionally. So yeah, it's part of the studio. They have these, these, a ton of records in the studio. And so, you know, we know that they were heavily influenced by a lot of stuff. So he probably just grabbed his methane and put it on. And, um, and maybe was listening for that, that chord, you know, that, that note, Yeah, because if they wanted to add that note to that song, you know, but like I said, he'll never. We'll never know, right? But yeah, it's it's. Th- I gotta
2: th- talk about the vocal piece that they sampled, because really that's one of my favorite samples in a Tosca song. Um, the the uh, you the do. female. I'm just gonna play it again, and I'm I'll 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 play it right at the part where she starts talking. I just love it so much, man. Might as well just fucking play it.
1: you in to this program. This is Lin Sin from Singapore. I shall now read
2: to you a poem in Mandarin. What where the fuck did they get that, dude? What is that?
0: Uh, Dude, I'm trying to find it. Um Like, like, I'm trying to type that into Google, like those exact words.
2: Just those exact words, yeah. Like,
0: and it just takes me to Tosca. Good alerts. morning
2: to everyone who tuned has into just tuned this in. program. Yeah, I'm gonna read you this poem in Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. So, from what, from that quote that you read to me from that interview, um, it makes me think that they, they go searching for these cool, um, vocal clips last. It seems like if they, you know, if they start yeah. with something as like a simple bass line and then they add uh, guitar lines and stuff afterwards, it makes me think that they probably, after that, go and look for cool little vocal uh, tracks well, uh, on there.
0: Yeah. So that was Richard's answer. And Rupert adds on to that. He says, I often bring pre recorded material with me, sounds from field yeah. recordings or sessions I did with musicians or piano or bass recordings, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So well, yeah,
2: um definitely listen to that whole song. And we'll have it on the playlist, um the February playlist. Listen to Rondo a all the way through cuz um that that sample, the, it keeps going throughout the whole song. It's really cool.
0: And then and then they add that really strange male vocal sample too.
2: I don't even remember he, what He's, he's like he,
0: about. It, it almost sounds like an opera uh, Italian uh, guy or something. He's yelling almost. Oh yeah. Almost. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's really strange, but yeah, again, yeah, there's yeah, a lot we, of
2: great songs on on JAC. I really like that album a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, and as we said in the in, in the in the Tosca episode, you know, this is what this is what we meant when we were, or what I guess what that quote where it's like, you can put this on in the background and just let it play, or, you know, when you dig a little bit deeper. And you try to find these samples and stuff. That's when it starts to get really interesting, and it, and you start to really appreciate, like what what goes into making, a Tosca song or a great down song. You know what I mean? Just well, the fact that the, like the, like the, like we said, it's literally one chord from a yeah, that's Pat Metheny song say, like, in nineteen seventy seven. It's nuts, man. Right?
2: It is great. Yeah. Right. So we know for a fact. Yeah, they sampled one tiny little snippet from this Pat Metheny song. I mean this website I wish it would have done more homework for me but that's all that they have listed under samples for Rondo Acapricio in other words they don't fucking know no one no one knows I mean it's all it's all it's a crowdsourced website yeah yeah thing, you know what I mean like if you know if you recognize a sample you can you can submit uh, you know links to the actual track and stuff on that website so that's all they have for this song but who knows, man? They could have sampled the bass line. They could have sampled the drums, and they probably did.
0: Yeah, I it's mean, I, think, really the, I cool. think the I think the baseline, I bet, you is theirs. But but yeah, you never know, Maybe. dude. You never know.
2: You never, you never know. Um, but that's what I that's what I love about downtempo. That's what I really appreciate it, and that's something that that totally just went over my head when I was younger. You know, we were kind of talking about that in the yeah. Tosca episode. Like we were too young to really appreciate electronic music when we were growing up. But that's because I didn't really understand how like it. It's not easy, dude. <laughs> it's really not easy to 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 make music like this.
0: But one thing, so one thing that I've noticed: the older I get, the more I start to branch out with music. Back when when I was young, young it was mostly rock, and that was it. The older I get, I think if you're a music lover, um, that's just naturally what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Because you know, and I usually go through like cycles where it's like, all right, I'm in a I'm in a heavy like. Uh, jazz phase and I'm listening to a lot of jazz and then I'll switch over to something else. But, uh, I think, I think that's what down tempo, that's why down tempo is so great. It's cause you're going to hear, you're going to hear jazz. You're going to hear, it, it's like, it's not like being able to listen to a jazz, jazz and electronic mixed together. You know what I mean? Or, you know, uh, dub thrown in there or it, with Tosca, especially, I mean, they have so many different genres that bleed in and make up a Tosca track, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so um that was just a usually we don't play another track from the same artist for the side track. But I'm kind of glad that we got to play another Tosca track, you know, especially Rondo a capriccio cuz I'm I'm with you. That's one of my favorite Tosca tracks as well. And yeah. you got to hear that. I love um, it. Um and you know, you got to hear some Pat Metheny as well, which is cool. Um we would never have have, have talked about that album. I don't think. Um, no way. So again, it's like,
2: dude. And listen, man. It, look, okay. Let's just look, dude. As as a music fan, I'm I'm just gonna get a little excited here. This is what I love about music, dude. Like, yeah, Pat Metheny. I know his name. Uh, you know, I know he's a he's a jazz guitar player. If I didn't decide to go dig a little deeper uh on on some Tosca samples you know well for one if I didn't have that website uh but like that's that's what I love so much about music it's just never ending like the stuff that you discover yeah I agree man I'm gonna listen to this watercolors album all the way through for sure and I'm probably gonna check out more of Pat Metheny's uh, albums now. And he's got a ton of them, man. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just never ending. And that's what I love about music. And I hope that we have enough listeners out there that share that love for music. Um, I just love it, dude. And I think we should probably, let's close out this sidetrack episode with another. So there's another really great song on this Pat Metheny album. Um, that I really like It's got like a It's, it's Spanish guitar Really It's called Oasis Flamenco It's uh, on the album After Ice Fire It's really good And uh, Yeah We can close out Close out this sidetrack with, with, with that song So that should do it For us Midweek here uh, Again Like Travis mentioned We're going to Dive into Crosby, Stills, and Nash their first studio album which is self-titled, right?
0: That's correct. That's going to be fun, I'm man. Excited, it's going to be fun.
2: Really. I'm really excited because I haven't I, I never gave this album a good solid listen all the way through. I've sort I listened to a couple of songs on there uh just while I had time to uh a couple of days ago and I man, I loved it, dude. I'm 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 going to listen to the rest of it in the next couple of days.
0: It's just really enjoyable music to listen to.
2: Um yeah.
0: and and, um at the same time and we'll dive into to this it's um these are protest songs some of them are protest songs you know i mean this was this was that this was that era you know i mean this was that that time in music where where um where these artists were like keyed into the to the to the issues and 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 rallying behind um protests and stuff and, and starting protests. Yeah,
2: just like Creedence Clearwater, dude. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's that, it's just that decade where, where music was, was about um, getting a message across. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, so that should do it for us this week. Check back in a few days. Uh, we'll have our, our next episode up on Crosby, Stills and Nash. And uh, again, we're going to, we're going to close out this episode with another track from that Pat Matheny album, uh again the album is called watercolors it's his second studio album it came out in 1977 and this is uh i believe track three on the album it's called oasis all right thanks for listening my name is quentin
0: and my name is travis all right take
2: care